At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. Once again, welcome back for another episode of Captain's Corner presented by Jag One Physical Therapy. I'm Mike Walski, joined by the Columbia football captains. We got Stu Nublat, Justin Woodley, and Ben Mathismeyer joining us. Guys, congrats on the win. Tough game on Saturday. Put a little wrap on that. Close down the stretch. Uh, talk a little bit about, you know, just a few days removed from it. What you're feeling, you know, getting out of there with a win and, and kind of moving on to Ivy League play the rest of the way. I mean, the win's a win, right? It, it wasn't the prettiest. Um, of our wins where we came out with a W. That's really the overall statistic that matters at the end of the day. And I thought we finished the game, not maybe the best, not maybe the best in the fourth quarter on defense, but we finished. We were able to come up on top. Um, we just need to capitalize a little bit more things on offense, defense, and special teams that will allow us um, to be better going forward, especially this week we need to against Ben. Yeah, I don't think we played our best game by any means. No one would argue that, but it was nice to not play your best but still be able to walk out with a win. Um, defense played well. Um, offense, we started the game out strong and then ended the game pretty strong with a touchdown as well, but we just need to be better there in the middle and be consistent throughout the game. I think the best thing you can take from the game, honestly, is that it's a lot of little mistakes. Like we're not making large, glaring uh, mistakes that are pretty hard to fix in the middle of the season. It's a lot of little things, details that we need to just focus up and clean up a little bit. And, you know, we'll be able to clean these games up, do a lot better, make sure that we're not leaving it to the end like we did this past Saturday. We've got to talk a little bit about the performance of Cam Dillon. He set the school record with five and a half sacks and, you know, Ben Justin, <laughs> you know, talk a little bit about what you were seeing there. And, it, you know, defense did play a good game and he had, eight, I think it was eight sacks on the hole. So what was what was working for you on the pass rush? You know, I mean, Cam's energy just flying around in football. I think that's the biggest thing to start off with. You know, I think a lot of his sacks, you know, you see him, chasing the quarterback down. I think some of his sacks even came after he dropped the coverage. So, you know, it wasn't like he was just sitting at the line of scrimmage getting free rushes off the edge every time. So I think a lot of it was his energy and his effort. But then you also got to give credit to a lot of the other guys on the D-line. You know, I think a lot of them came off stunts as well. You know, these guys working their tails off to really sell their fakes so that other dudes can come free. So it's real team effort, I think, overall. You know, we also have to have good coverage. The ball's coming out real quick. You know, no one's really getting any sacks. So it's overall team effort when it comes to those sacks. Obviously, we're really happy that Cam Dillon was able to break the school record, and he <clears throat> is the one who gets the five sacks on the stat sheet. But ultimately, we know that as a defense, it was a whole you know unit that was really getting those making it happen. I think also it's a testament as as an individual player that Cam is of his athleticism. We knew going into the game he was going to be a threat quarterback, and we didn't want to be out of the pocket. I thought we really did a good job containing the QB, and it shows that every time he kind of got out of the pocket, Cam was there, it was just sacking. Really, I mean, we had eight total, and he had, you know, five and a half of those, and set a set a record. I mean, it was just it was just good to see us playing a different style quarterback and being able to respond respond well from game time. And uh, you know, we talked about the running backs before, but another big day from Dante kind of put the uh, 
finishing touches on the win. I know they made it close at the end, but that gave me gave you guys some extra breathing room with that 65-yard run at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of a mirror image of 2018 when he had that lot, uh, big touchdown run down the same line of scrimmage at CCSU. Uh, but it was sweet to see. I mean, Dante is one of the hardest working guys on the team. He's always up getting extra work watching film. He's a fast runner. So it was great to see him break another one. And just other than that, he had a great game as well. So he's a good runner. Makes it easy for the O-line blocking up front when he's running that hard behind us. So it was awesome. Now we turn our attention, you know, non-conference out of the way, got through it 3-0, and and now we go on to Ivy League the rest of the way. So focus turns to Penn, and what are you guys expecting from the Quakers this weekend? Um, offensively, they're obviously returning two key receivers that they had in 2019. Um and those obviously are going to be two of their biggest threats. Um, and they got a little scat back that is, uh, you know, has a little bit of shake to them. So, I mean, without diving into too much, still being Monday, um, they're always they're always a good opponent, and obviously, um, pretty much a rival of ours. So, um, you know, and they're very multiple in what they do. They like to show you a lot of looks, a lot of formations. Uh, they'll throw quite a bit of motions at you. You know, really try to mess with your eyes. So, again. We talked about it before on this podcast. I think, especially before the Princeton week, about maintaining that discipline, that eye discipline this week. I think that's going to be big. Again, you know, against Penn, so we'll see how it goes. You know, once we dive into it a little bit more into the film and see how you know the game plan shakes out. Uh, yeah, and then just on the defensive side of the ball, they're on that four-two sack, and their head coach used to be their defensive coordinator as well. So I'm sure they'll have a good defensive game plan coming into the game. They like to stunt and run around a lot. They're a quick defense, so we'll we need to have our head on straight and be ready for a bunch of stunts and things like that. And, you know, this weekend's homecoming, a little bit added uh, pomp and circumstance for the weekend. Uh, what, in the past, what is what have the emotions been like going into a homecoming game as opposed to, you know, just another home game? I think prepping for a homecoming game isn't anything too much different. I think you need to approach just like it's any other game. I would say the only real difference for us maybe is that we have a little bigger of a crowd, which is awesome, um, a little bit better atmosphere during a game. Um, so that's always fun. And then we're busting out the new uniforms. So hopefully we'll be looking good come Saturday. Game, game prep doesn't change a bit. It's just game day. We'll, we know we'll have more people in the stands, which be probably a louder crowd, which is always uh, a benefit to us. Transition into the new uniforms. It's uh, it's their throwback uniforms to the 1961 team. It's the 60th anniversary of uh, Columbia's Ivy League championship uh, team, captained by Bill Campbell. So we're unveiling these this week. Talk a little bit about your first thoughts when they were unveiled to you guys. I think that you guys saw them over the summer, right? Yeah. Yep. Over the summer. How were we able to keep that a secret for this long? We couldn't release any photos or whatnot because we won't be releasing until now. But I mean, first thing that makes me think of is UNC's uniforms. Like growing up, I used to always be like, oh, that, that baby was pretty sweet. So the kind of like bike, you know, Columbia blues. Carolina copied us. It was 1754 to 1800. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was Columbia blue before it was Carolina blue. Exactly, exactly. But still, the the light blue just goes hard. I mean, they look pretty good. Yeah, right I think just seeing it finally, like seeing that it was real. You know, we heard rumors that it was possibly going to be a thing, but you know, like when we were coming in, especially like us older guys, you know, when we first came in, like the first thing I was told was like. Uh, you have a better chance of seeing God than you do Columbia in light blue jerseys under Bagnoli. So, like, for us, we thought it was never really going to be a possibility. So, now that, like, we see them and we know that they're real, they're pretty awesome. Now the locker room's getting renovated next, right? This is- uh, <laughs> you know, me and Willie will be gone for that. <laughs> New decals on the helmet, too. I think it's numbers. I like it. 
I've seen them actually. I like it. And the C, right? We're yeah. The C instead of the I line. think it's numbered on both sides. Oh, yeah. On both sides. That would make sense because that's what they that that was sixty one. They yeah, had the yeah, numbers on it. Numbers. Yep, that'll be a good look. Navy numbers. We'll take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we'll talk to Stu and uh, get a little bit more background to him for our uh, in depth profile. We'll be right back on Captain's Corner, presented by Jag One Physical Therapy. Jag One Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G. O-N-E-P-T dot com for more information. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. All right, we're back. This is Captain's Corner presented by Jag One Physical Therapy once again. Uh, last week, we got to talk to Justin Woodley and get a little bit uh, info on you know how he started playing football, where he grew up and everything. So this week, we're going to go to Stu. Um, so Stu, same kind of questions. Open the floor. Uh, yeah. So Stu Newblatt, I'm from a smaller town in uh, Clarkston, Michigan, which is uh, near Detroit. I got two younger sisters and an older brother. Um, uh, played high school football in a smaller town, like I said. I started playing football uh, in second grade, which is interesting how I got into it because they didn't let my older brother play football until he got to like eighth grade or something like that. But they uh, let me join in in second grade because I thought I was having a little trouble in school finding some friends. So they thought it might help me socialize and things like that. Um, so I started playing football in second grade, loved it uh, from the get. But as a younger kid, I don't think I was like the best athlete, best, uh, best guy in sports growing up. I did something that definitely I kind of grew into once I hit puberty and grew into my body a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I've always, the thing that I've always enjoyed most about football is just the team aspect. Like since when I was younger, I wasn't necessarily the most athletic or best player on the field. I always grew to really love just being around a team, always having teammates, being a part of something that's bigger, bigger than yourself. And something about sports, you just get to see people in such a different atmosphere that I think you really get a respect for them going through like hard times like football and the physical and mental strength <laughs> of the game. Um, but yeah, so that's my time at Columbia. Um, saw a little bit of action my freshman year, just on like little packages and stuff like that. And then my sophomore year, I came and I was starting to right guard. And then I rolled my ankle in the first game. And then in practice later that week, I ended up breaking my left foot, had to get surgery on it. So I was out for the year. Um, and then COVID ended up hitting my junior year. So that's kind of been my story out through my younger life and then Columbia. So going back to when you started playing football, mm -hmm. you know, you said your parents wanted to, you know, get you in the social atmosphere and everything yeah. like that. Did you feel like it helped you in, in that regard or did oh, it help definitely. you open up? Oh, yeah. Just being around a team and just 
it's people you're around every day and get to see you do more than just, I don't know, be in school and not do much. You're playing football, you're like hitting heads with guys and it just gives you a level of respect that I don't think you would have anywhere else. And just being around sports teams, I think these two guys can attest that you're not really closer with anybody else besides the guys on your team. You're with each other through so much stuff when it comes to football and you really get to see who people are. So yeah, I would definitely say that that helped me. Can you guys believe it? it was tough for Stu to find friends when he was younger? Because he seems like a pretty outgoing guy right Stu's now. A friendly guy. Tell us a little bit about how you wound up at Columbia. Um, when I was getting, I didn't really get recruited too much, too heavily right out of high school. Um, I actually came here with the uh, same kid in my high school, Michael Flugel. We both ended up coming here. Shout out Flugel. Yeah, shout out to Flugel. Um, but yeah, we went on a tour of kind of three or four of the Ivy League schools out here with our parents and came to Columbia. I think we came to Columbia, Penn, Princeton, and Harvard. And Columbia was definitely my favorite out of those. Not that I got offered by any of the other ones because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Extra Columbia. chip on your shoulder? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but Columbia was my favorite when I came to visit all these. I definitely loved the atmosphere of the school. Um, all the coaching staff and everything was great. I loved what they were selling with the team, um, team building and rebuilding the program. And then just New York City drew me in as well, just being a part in such a big city where there's so much life and everything going on all the time. Well, it kind of goes to show you, you're saying you weren't heavily recruited, but you started, you know, you played in all 10 games as a first year. So, like, I mean, it's a testament to, I guess, how hard you worked and what was it kind of like, you know, getting into action right away and what was like the transition like for you? The transition was definitely, I mean, big. I think anyone can attest when you come here from college, it doesn't matter if you come and start your freshman year or not. It's a huge adjustment, and the level of play is so much better. People are so much faster, so it was definitely a big adjustment. But something I've just always loved about sports that I feel reflected is I feel like you see results like directly affected with how hard you play and things like that. So um, as long as you came here, I was just trying my best, trying to learn and pick up everything as quick as you can, and then you come in and camp. And everything's just thrown right at you. So I was just trying to pick things up as quickly as I can. And luckily had some success and was able to get on a few packages as a freshman. And what are, you, what are your plans after graduating? That is a great question that I do not know the answer to. Um, I was thinking about going to law school for a while, but I recently, I don't think that's something I'm really interested in doing anymore. I had an internship with someone that was kind of involved in that, that I don't know if law school is the path for me. I, uh, was working for a bank as well this summer for a little bit, so maybe I'll explore that a little bit, but I have no real idea. I'll figure it out eventually. Well, let me just, I mean, I can see what your major is, but why don't you yeah. tell everybody what, what I'm it is? I'm an American Studies major, um, which is basically political science without having to write a big paper at the end of it, so it sounds a little better. I uh, got the idea from Tyler Schoenwolf, so shout out to Schoenwolf, <laughs> who, was a fresh, who was a senior when I came in as a freshman. Uh, I copied his beard on me now that I have as well. <laughs> not the hair. I not guess. the hair. I did not go bald as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm not really sure what my plans are after college. I uh, actually took a semester off last year, so I'll be coming back next football season as well. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I have a little bit of time. Very good. So, like, what, I guess, you know, what, uh, it's different, got to be a little bit different for everybody. What goes into that decision making process, I guess, to kind of wrap things up? Decision-making process. Uh, on, you know, sitting out a semester and coming back for another season. Oh, um, yeah, that decision-making process is tough because it's such like you're delaying, I feel like, kind of the rest, like kind of the next chapter of your life for six more months. Um, but for me, what made it so easy was just the fact that we had COVID last year and that we lost a season. 
um, just made it an obvious decision for me. So it was that not only was I coming off an injury, so I was really trying to get back that whole time after an injury to be able to play the next season. And then that was canceled. And I was like, I'm not ready for this season here to be my last year. Uh, not ready for this to be my last season. Uh, Seth one got taken away, I just made that decision pretty easy. Oh, also shout out to my sister who just broke the single match record at Marist for kills in a game. She broke it two games in a row. Wow. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Shout out uh, your sister, <laughs> not Marist, but not <laughs> Marist volleyball. Marist volleyball. Marist volleyball. Yeah. yeah. What was it? What was it like uh, the week? leading up to the Marist game with your with your sister, was there a little bit of uh, smack talk? No, there was no animosity. I talked to her, and she uh, said she was actually just wearing Columbia gear all around campus nonstop that week, which was funny. <laughs> I'm sure her teammates were thrilled about that. I don't think her teammates, I think some of the football guys might not have liked seeing the Columbia gear around campus that week. But, uh, yeah, no, there's no animosity there. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Got to spread it. All right, before we wrap it up and let Justin get back to his his uh, his meal of spaghetti and garlic bread, talk about your favorite spots to eat on campus a little bit. Give some people an idea of what's what's around Columbia. Are we talking dining halls or are we going to go with around campus? My well, you know, we don't want to give out free advertising. So let's let's start with on campus because okay. especially with NIL, you guys, you know, yeah. <laughs> get, yeah. get a piece of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nussbaum is one of my good spots for a bagel or chicken fried rice. No. You can say it's a cold take, but it is a cold take. No. <laughs> it's a good spot. Come on, that's what you com open Community is like a fan favorite on campus. I like their brunch. I get the belt, bacon, egg, glass, tomato, um, and then Dos Toros any day and every day over Chipotle. Cafe E's. Cafe E's. We're going to start. We'll start with Cafe E's. Yep. So by far has. Wow. We could argue top five smoothies on planet Earth. Oh, oh the smoothies are wow. so yeah, good. I mean, the smoothies are absolutely insane at Cafe E's. So that's number one. Yuris Deli is highly underrated. No one seems to know about it for some reason. I don't think it's. I think it has a great reputation. The athletic staff loves the among soup bar. We go, soup bar? The, the soup bar is great. Yeah, yeah, we have among people who know. The problem is like. Too many people don't know about Yuris Deli. Don't you want to keep it that way, though? <laughs> you don't have to keep it that way. They don't run the food. They're Yuris. They run a tight ship over there, Yuris. They don't mess around. They're not like some of the other places. They always have food. What other places? Ferris desserts are on a bar by itself up there. They import, what is it, cheese? The cheesecake they get in there is fantastic. Oh, those desserts do go yes. crazy. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the Ferris desserts are absolutely insane. Yeah. Your place is actually not. I mean, we talk about buffalo chicken wraps from Paris oh, on Thursdays. Can't go without overrated. What? Oh my god, that's overrated. Okay, Stu clearly doesn't know either. My god, buffalo chicken wraps on Thursdays. Thursdays are one of the most iconic days among the Columbia entire Columbia community. Not worth the line wait. Why is there a pizza? Why is there a line? Because everybody knows that the buff chick is ridiculous. But you get buff chick wraps, and they only come on Thursdays at Ferris at lunch. All right. This, being from central New York, I'm very picky when it comes to buffalo chicken. The wings got to be – it's not like a chicken cutlet with, like, uh, hot yeah. sauce on it. Like, it's got to be, like, kind of crispy, fried, like, no breading, and, like, kind of not the salty bottled hot sauce. Like, got very, very strict on the wings and buffalo chicken flavored stuff. All right. It'd be wrong if we didn't give JJ's a shout out. Either. We should say this about the buffalo chicken. It's good in terms of relative to everything else that we get from. When we put it at the level of elite buff chicken amongst the general population, yeah. 
maybe not, but <laughs> amongst yeah, why not? the Columbia food, buff chicken's at the top. The fairest pasta bar is decent. Mm. Pasta bar. Pasta bar. JJ's is always solid. JJ's yeah. is solid. You can get some pancakes, you can get some chicken wings. So, French toast at midnight is awesome. So, depending on what you like, there's something here for you. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, yours is number one, though. Yes, 100%. Close by Dodge Physical Fitness Center, where we are right now. So, yeah, go grab it. Yep. All right, guys. This has been fun. Good luck this weekend against Penn. Lions take on the Quakers on homecoming on Saturday, October 16th at 1.30 p.m., a half hour later than we usually go. If you're looking for tickets, visit GoColumbiaLions.com slash tickets. Uh, you can also watch the game on SNY and ESPN+. Plus. Uh, we'll be broadcasting live. So once again, for Stu, Justin, and Ben, I'm Mike Kowalski. You've been listening to the Captain's Corner podcast presented by Jaguar Physical Therapy. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.